Greetings, game music lovers, and welcome to the first episode of BG Mania B-Sides. Today, we're going to be focusing on the music to 2021's Fantasian, composed by industry legend Nobuo Uematsu, and we are going to start things out by listening to luxury cruiser Uzra. Welcome back, everyone. That was the Luxury Cruiser Uzra. And before I get into exactly what it is we're doing here today, um, I just would like to mention a little bit about this track. Uh, so Uzra is a flying airship that you as the main character get when you're playing the game Fantasia. Uh, you get more or more access to this as the game goes on. It seems to be both an environment early on where you can travel around and explore and fight battles, and like with many JRPGs, also a mode of travel in the, the, post the late game era of the uh, playthrough. 
This music is most likely just the music that plays when you're on board uh, while it's an environment, although there is around the two-minute mark that sort of whoosh, like wind or air sound effect that makes it sound like you could actually be in flight. I decided to open up with this track because I really like the opening fanfare. I also really like the smoothness that kicks in around the 30-second mark with the live orchestra hits. It really feels like composed like a 90s RPG, but performed with modern instruments. It's got that trademark Uematsu jazz orchestra fusion, and uh, the trumpet solo around the 130 mark is also exquisite, probably the main reason that this track made the cut. Uh, then the electric guitars come in around 210, and the journey through Uematsu's musical style continues to some of his late 90s and 2000s era work. And yeah, that was the first ever track here on BG Mania B-Sides. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast you're using to listen and drop us a quick rating or review. It does help the show to grow in terms of visibility, and we really appreciate it. Remember that we're also on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Take a look at the tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel so inclined, drop us a couple of bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload does wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to our current executive producers, Jexax and Sanku. For anybody who didn't catch it in the opening, I'm Bed Roth. And for anybody who is listening to this episode before you listen to any other BG Media episodes, first of all, what are you doing? That's really weird. But second of all, welcome. And I do hope you stick around, even though I just kind of insulted you. Uh, BG Mania is a video game music podcast that my co-host Brian started Um long time ago several years ago with a good friend his good friend frank and a little while after the show started well um more than half the show's life up to this point after the show started frank had to go just due to some personal conflicts and i uh, had been a listener for a while my podcast very good music was wrapping up so i jumped on joined brian and we have been uh, you know just kind of flying through topics ever since then and I have been toying around with the idea of doing something like this. I still had some games I wanted to share, some ideas I wanted to share that didn't really, for some reason, quite fit in with what we were doing with BG Mania. Maybe it was just a, a topic that we'd already done, but that I kind of wanted to do a little bit differently because maybe I wasn't on the show yet. Or a game that there was no good reason for us to feature because it was kind of old and we have a lot of topics to get through. But I'd still like to talk about it, so... For whatever reason, um, there were things that just wouldn't fit on Beach Mania proper. So after thinking about it for a while, I brought it up to Brian, and he said, Sure, go ahead, let's do it. And I workshopped the name around Discord, and thanks to Zanku and Kyle and Melissa um, and anybody else who jumped in and uh, recommended some names, I decided on BG Mania B-Sides almost immediately when it was mentioned. It just seems to fit perfectly for what I'm doing here. And what I am doing here is really just that. At least for the time being, it feels like I'm going to focus on soundtracks exclusively. And I'm going to take 10 tracks from the soundtrack that I think are really kind of exemplary of what the soundtrack as a whole sort of represents. And I'm only going to do like soundtracks that I think are really, really good front to back. Uh, That's one of the criteria. And another one is that it cannot be a soundtrack we've already done a showcase on, on Beach Mania. And, you know, it has to be a soundtrack that I just really, really love and am passionate to talk about. 
And I couldn't think of a better one to start with than a game that I have mentioned a few times on the show, but have never actually done a focus on. One of those actually is Fantasy Life, but I did do a focus on that back on Very Good Music. And so rather than that, I decided to cover another game that was, uh, well, shares a composer with Fantasy Life, um, a game by Nobuo Uematsu, who anybody who loves video game music is aware of. Uh, of course, the father of the Final Fantasy musical series, and has done lots of other stuff over the years, but Final Fantasy definitely is his baby, and he got started on Final Fantasy along with a gentleman named Hironobu Sakaguchi, who was the uh, creator of Final Fantasy. So these two together were kind of a dream team when it came to JRPGs back in the 90s. And after Sakaguchi left Square, he formed a studio called Mistwalker. And in 2021, Mistwalker put out a game for Apple Arcade of all platforms called Fantasian. And Fantasian, as you may have heard at the beginning, is the game we're going to be focusing on today. Uh, but I want to give you a little bit of context for what this game is. It's a weird little game, but it looks and sounds pretty amazing. Um, the story itself is it basically centers around this amnesiac character named Leo who wakes up and has all of these uh, these robots around him who have apparently apparently he has built and now they're helping him figure out what to do next because he can't remember anything. And um, come to find out, in this world, there are robots, there are humans, and there is this stuff in the air that is killing all the humans, something like turning them into machines. I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. I don't have access to Apple Arcade, so I've never actually gotten to play this game. I, I would like to at some point, so I haven't watched any playthroughs or anything, but um, that's sort of the premise. And from there, it's a, I mean, it's a JRPG. You, as Leo, are going through the, this world and eventually find out that you have to save it from these godlike monsters. And um, yeah, so that is the story of Fantasian. And just really briefly, going to drop a little bit of info for you here. The developer, once again, was Mistwalker, directed by Takuto Nakamura and produced once again by Hironobu Sakaguchi. The game's designer was Masahito Inoue. The artists were Takatoshi Goto and Manabu Kusunoki. The writers were Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh, once again, and Atsuhiro Tomioka. And the composer is Nobuo Uematsu. The game was developed in Unity, and one of the interesting things about it visually is that the game was developed from over 100, possibly over... Um, over 150, actually, uh, dioramas that were actually physically constructed and then subsumed into the game to become the locations that you explore uh, just by photography. Uh, so they built these dioramas, photographed them, and then made them the locations that you explore in the game. The gameplay is fairly standard, uh, turn-based stuff with, um, with random battles. There are some recurring battles that we'll talk about a little bit. And, uh, of course, there are dungeons. There is one sort of unique um, trait that this game brings to the table that we'll talk about here in a little bit. I, I, it's one of those things where it feels like if you like JRPGs, you are going to like this game. Now, you do have to have access to Apple Arcade, and you can only play this game on Apple products. So iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Mac... Um, and you have to pay the $5 a month that it costs to have Apple Arcade. So, there you go. If you have a way to, uh, to play that, then 
not too expensive, not going to break the bank. Another thing to know about Fantasia is that it was released in two parts. Part 1 came out April 2nd, 2021, and features, I think, most of the story of the game. Part 2 came out August 13th of the same year, 2021, and it adds a lot more of what I think would typically be post-game. I do think it extends the story just a little bit. Um, I also think that it extended the soundtrack a touch, but not very much. Most of the music that was in the soundtrack was already out by the time Part 2 launched. One last thing to note before we get into it is that the soundtrack to Fantasian is an interesting little beast. There was an official soundtrack that was released that was called Nobu Uematsu Cross Hero Nobu Sakaguchi Works Music from Fantasian. This soundtrack is the one that I pulled the actual sound files from, and it consists of three discs and it contains a total of 58 tracks. Now, the game rip actually has quite a few more files than that. It contains 77 files, the names do not all line up, and there is at least one track on the official soundtrack that is not in the game rip. So I don't know where it came from, and we're featuring on the episode today. So but I've kind of rambled on enough about Fantasian. One thing I haven't talked about is, as far as the structure of this show, uh, you're only going to hear two, maybe three of these a month. They're kind of meant to be some filler episodes to be used when Brian might get a little bit behind on editing because of work or uh, personal stuff or what have you, just needed to take a break. Uh, we'll, we'll have some of these to sort of fill in those gaps. BG Mania for a while was a consistently weekly show, and it just hasn't been able to be that for one reason or another for a while. Um, and so this is kind of a, a way for me to help get that back to where it was. It is going to be a little bit different, though. It's not going to be as long. I'm not going to ramble as much on the other openings because I'm just going to jump straight into what the game is about. But it's also only going to have 10 tracks. And I am going to talk between each track, more of a traditional VGM podcast format, which Brian probably hates, but I'm not going to talk for very long. And it's going to be pretty much just a little bit about the context of the track, mostly about the music and my impressions of it. But this show is largely going to be about the music of these soundtracks because I really want to share them with you. Um, I fell in love with the soundtrack when I was preparing for the Nobuo Uematsu Spotlight that I did with Brian, I think that was back in 2022. This soundtrack just blew me away, and it is also quite possibly going to be Uematsu's final work. I'm going to have some notes on that near the end of the episode, but I wanted to uh, mention this is pretty special. So what you're going to listen to, this is a master at the very top of his game. And, um, yeah, I think with all of that said, we're going to move into the first track. And I'm going to talk a little about it before we get in. Oh, one more thing, by the way. Um, the entire soundtrack was composed by Nobuo Uematsu. There are no guest composers or support on this one. It's all, all the man himself. But, yeah, the next track we're going to talk about is called Dimension. And that is a portmanteau of Dimension and Dungeon. This uh, awkward-to-say um, track is one of the mechanics, the one I was talking about, that really sets Fantasia apart. Um, it is like a dungeon in its own dimension. See what they did there? And it's basically a way for you to bypass random battles and put the battles in a sort of bank to be tackled gauntlet-style at a time of your choosing. So yes, this is our first battle track. 
And uh, it, it, it does appear to be just the music that plays during battles in the Dimension. I really love the driving beat and the nice, clear percussion hits and the dangerous yet fun vibe that Uematsu is able to evoke here. Just a really strong battle track. So let's get into it. Once again, this is Dimension from Fantasian. And everything on the soundtrack today was composed by Nobuo Uematsu. Welcome back once again. That was Dimension. And next, we're going to move into... Uh, there's going to be some whiplash here between some of these tracks. Uh, just with, with as short as it's going to be and uh, the diversity I had to pull from, it, you're not going to be able to avoid it. And this next one sounds really, really different. Uh, it almost sounds like something that would be from Professor Layton game. This track is called Toy Box. And it does sound like, you know, one of those wind up like music boxes that you might you might get. Um, seriously, I feel like every SNES RPG had to have some kind of creepy music box sequence. This reminds me in the way it makes me feel a lot of Final Fantasy VI and of Kefka in particular for some reason. Um, it's layered in this really lovely, like nuanced way that really sells the darkness and the spookiness of whatever this scene is. Uh, longtime fans of Beach Mania will know I'm a sucker for mallet percussion, so definitely listen to the marimba and the vibraphone being played here. Uh, it's super, super fun. Um, it also really, really showcases Uematsu's skill with synths, which coexists side by side with the traditional instruments in the soundtrack in a beautiful, beautiful way. It's really kind of the signature sound and what makes it so iconic of Uematsu's style and such a callback to his work from the 90s, actually really the late 80s all the way up through now is that combination of synth and orchestra. 
Uh, so um, this track, maybe more than any of the others, really exemplifies that. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. This is Toy Box. Welcome back. Once again, that was Toy Box. And uh, the Maxi Toy Box is apparently a pocket dimension located in Leo's house. Leo is the main character, which contains the Eternal Darkness boss fight. Sounds like a Creepy Dungeon vibe is spot on for this track. Next up, we're going to move into um, a piano piece. This one, I think, if Brian were on, might be his favorite sort of slow jam of the show. Uh, this is the the requisite sort of eyes on me, gorgeous piano theme. It really sounds almost like something Shimamura would do. And everybody knows I love Shimamura and that she is the goddess of VGM and of piano. In fact, it's one of the areas where I feel like Yoko actually outshines Uematsu. So that's a compliment from me saying this sounds like Shimamura. <laughs> uh, it's understated and yet it is dense with beauty and with sadness. I wish I had a good enough ear to walk you through the chord progression here, or at least that the soundtrack were a big enough deal that there would be more analysis of it on YouTube. But here we are. I really loved a little bit right before the two minute mark that calls back to the main theme. You guys don't know the main theme, but listen for that little bit around the two minute mark and you'll hear it. Um, I really wish I knew where this fell in the game, but you know what? I will go ahead and let you uh, let you listen to it now. The game group just calls this track piano, but um, the official soundtrack calls it gravity. Thank you. 
Welcome back. That was Gravity from Fantasian. And uh, once again, just called Piano on the game rip. The comments that I found, it's funny, the uh, official soundtrack has the comments turned off on YouTube, but the game rip, uh, where I found most of these tracks, actually does have comments on it. Those comments just talk about how beautiful this track is and how it makes the commenter miss the characters. It doesn't tell me, again, where it is in the game, but I feel like it has to be like an emotional cutscene. It really reminds me of some of the romantic themes from Final Fantasy VIII and IX. Again, like Eyes on Me and... Uh, Oh gosh, y'all are going to kill me out there. Um, it's a Nobuo Uematsu episode and I can't remember. Um, Melodies of Life, Final Fantasy IX. Thank you very much. Okay, now to move on from that embarrassment, let's go ahead and get into the next track. I love this one. It's so much fun. And you know what? I'm just going to get into it. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get back. The name of this track is Cinderella Tristars. <laughs> And now for something completely different, we move on to the classic Silly Rogues theme. This reminds me a lot of the Goofy Brothers from Fantasy Life, uh, which I've mentioned earlier, and the mischievous but not necessarily evil henchman types that were all the rage in the, the 80s, 90s, and especially in RPGs. Um, I want to shout out a few of the commenters on YouTube. They were really helpful on this one. Erica Butler 6893 mentions the Tantalus theme from Final Fantasy IX, and Slushy Wolf 2143 references the Star Wars Cantina music, uh, both of which I can I can hear a little bit here. But the best one m might be um, uh, Ipa Man 8131 on YouTube referenced the Team Rocket vibe that this trio puts uh, this trio gives off, and yeah, definitely definitely so. Um, 
Harmonia 96 also aptly stated that it is like a mix of a minigame medley and a Wild West saloon fight. Uh, so yeah, the Cinderella Tri-Stars are a trio of characters, Morrigan the Butterfly, Dottie the Beast, and Folt the Bravo. They are a recurring boss fight that you'll come across multiple times throughout your journey. And in the second part, you actually have to search all over for the special Cinderella Tri-Stars locations in order to unlock the final boss at Shangri-La, um, a name we may be revisiting here in just a little bit. Um, and yeah, each one of them has sort of a different mechanic. For example, in the first encounter, you won't be able to hit any of them until Dottie lowers his guard. Uh, Folt can heal the others. And um, I doesn't say this, but I'm guessing that Morrigan may be then the more uh, like action-oriented, maybe the most powerful of the three. So you got your tank, your healer, and your warrior. But yeah, so that was Cinderella Tri-Stars. Really fun little track. Next up, something a little bit less fun, technically a boss theme, but um, from RPGFan.com and their review, they say that this is more of a story battle and that the melody is fittingly sorrowful and subdued. The name of this track is Cycle of Nihility, once again composed by Nobuo Uematsu, but featuring Yuria Miyasono on vocals. Um, RPGFan.com once again says Miyasono's vocals are haunting at the start and then the orchestra takes over in the back half of the piece for a sad but lovely crescendo that leads into the loop and the fade out. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Once again, this is Cycle of Nihility. Oh, oh, oh. 
absolutely adore this theme. Once again, that was Cycle of Nihility from Fantasian. It may just have to show up the next time Brian and I do an Emotions of Sadness episode. Um, I have no shortage of songs to bring to that one, but this just, oof, oh, it's so good. Um, this is one of the songs on the soundtrack that really made me want to get a free month of Apple Arcade just so I can download and play Fantasian, but I don't have anything that supports Apple Arcade, so I can't do it. Uh, the way it builds and builds in the second half is just heart-shattering, and I love it so much. This one may be my track of show, um, but we have some other good ones coming up, so let's see where we're moving on to next. I did mention a couple of tracks ago that we would be revisiting the name Shangri-La. Now, Shangri-La is um, in the real world. It is the name of a sort of fantasy village in the Himalayas. Um, it's one of those places like El Dorado that's sort of a mythical place that nobody's really sure if it actually exists, but people like to dream about it. In this game, Shangri-La is just kind of a lost city, uh, sort of a, uh, it's a late game environment that features a lot of intense battles and is apparently a nice late game um, XP farming zone. But yeah, this is the music that plays in that lost city area. And I just, I just had to include it. There is nothing else in the soundtrack that sounds like this. There are some ethereal haunting chants. Um, and then, um, then the second voice comes in, and there's even more ethereal haunting chants. And it's almost like, like a round um, where the different voices sort of weave in and out and just compose this really, really cool tapestry of sound. The guitar, the synths, the voice, the percussion, everything here is beautiful, eerie, and maybe a little bit dangerous, which would make sense for a late game XP farming area. <laughs> Listen around the two minute mark for the sort of acapella or stripped back section that starts. Um, and then around the 2.30 mark, a flute comes in, which is a really, really lovely touch. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and get into Shangri-La from Fantasian, once again composed by Nobuo Uematsu.
All right, once more, that was Shangri-La. And really quickly, before I move on, I want to give a shout-out to Choco Choco on YouTube, who referenced both The Extreme from Final Fantasy VIII and Searching for Friends from Final Fantasy VI uh, on the comments for this track, Shangri-La. I think those are both good call-outs for sure. All right, as we get into the end game uh, of this game, we are talking next about At Wrath's End. Um, this is the track that I could not find on the game rip. Don't know where it's from, but <laughs> it's so cool. Um, it feels like it has to be a battle theme, but it could also easily be a cutscene. Um, it 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 sounds like anime fight music or anime credits music or it's just some maybe an anime opener, but um, really 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 awesome stuff. The vocals here are by Yasuo Sasai. Uh, who, as far as I know, does not sing for any anime, but um, he has been involved with a few uh, projects over the years. He's a Japanese metal singer um, who also at one point was apparently working with Uematsu's band Earthbound Papas. Um, it is uh, obviously the rocking guitar and the drums take center stage here. Uh, it's like something out of Motoi Sakuraba or Falcom's sound team. Uh, the song is just in your face and melting it. But yeah, those vocals by Sasai are a real, real treat. Once again, um, I'm going to stop talking about it. Let's jump in to At Wrath's End. <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay. Welcome back, everybody. That was At Rat's End from Fantasian, composed by Nobuo Uematsu and performed by Yasuo Sasai. And, um, yeah, uh, once again, if anybody out there knows where this plays, please let us know, um, because I could not find where this song is in the game. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I am ready to move into the next song, and I don't have a lot to say about it before or after. I'm just going to let it speak for itself. Um, This next track is the final boss theme, and man, does it sound like it. Let's take a listen to Rebirth.
And that was One Winged Angel. I, I mean, uh, Rebirth uh, from Fantasia, not from Final Fantasy VII. But yeah, that was uh, one of, I think, four phases of the final boss fight in this game. And um, definitely, definitely epic. I think anybody who hearing this along with the rest of the tracks I brought knows why I, I had to bring this one. Just, just really, really great stuff. And that is going to bring us to the close of the first episode of Bedrock's BG Mania B-Sides, made possible by RPGera.com. I do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check out our description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Real quick, before I get out of here, though, um, I did say I would have a few words from Uematsu, and actually I have some words from Sakaguchi about this soundtrack. Uh, This is from uh, an interview after the uh, OST released, and I'm afraid I don't have the original credit. This was quoted in another article I found, and it did not credit where the uh, the interview was, so uh, I'm not going to credit the article. There you go. Um, But Uematsu is quoted as saying, I worked on this project for about a year and a half. And because of the intense focus during those 18 months, the sense of achievement when we completed it was indescribable. He continues, I could not be happier to deliver Fantasian soundtracks to the world. Sakaguchi and I have worked together for about 35 years, but I've never seen him pour so much energy into a project like Fantasian. Perhaps it's our old age, but I suspect Sakaguchi knew he had to squeeze every ounce of creative energy he had left. It's been about six months since we completed this soundtrack, but I still have no regrets with how it turned out. I hope everyone enjoys it. Sakaguchi adds, When I received the final orchestrated mix from Uematsu and powered up my amp and hooked up my seasoned 20-year-old speakers, music instantly began to fill my room. As I immersed myself, tears began to roll down my face before I even realized. It was as though the pain, sorrow, joy, and vigor that Uematsu wove into the music reverberated every cell in my being. A mysterious energy of emotion, which is the theme of Fantasia, surrounded me. I cannot stress enough how amazing this soundtrack has become, and I would love for everyone to experience that journey. Uematsu's very soul will permeate your skin and reach your own, carrying with it the subtle message that comes with a composer of his caliber. I can't say it better than that. Uh, This is only 10 tracks of, again, the official soundtrack has over 50 tracks. The game rip has over 70 tracks. And I encourage you all to just immerse yourself in the soundtrack. It is amazing. It's, uh, this is just scratching the surface. These aren't even really the best tracks on the soundtrack. There are... I could have picked 10 other tracks and been just as happy. I just happened to settle on these because there was some diversity here, and these were the ones that spoke to me during this playthrough, during this listen-through. But there were a couple of other tracks that I had saved from a previous listen that just, they obviously spoke to me then, but they just didn't make it this time. So listen, and then listen again in six months and enjoy it all over again. But uh, not going to keep you all. Uh, I have already said our official goodbye. So let's go ahead and proceed to our closeout theme. And this is going to be Epilogue. Since I didn't open with the main theme, I felt like I had a responsibility to close with one of its several reprises in the game. Epilogue contains echoes of several different themes, and it's also the longest track on the playlist tonight. So, I'll let it speak for itself. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll see you again next time on Beachy Mania B-Sides.